Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Downtown Dollar Bill Sports Gambling Podcast. We hope you're staying warm through this cold, bitter winter season. I'm Dollar Bill. And I'm downtown. Um, well, like I said, the, the weather outside is really, really cold, but the action is heating up here as this week we are going to preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, I think it's safe to say downtown. Uh, nobody really expected, I would say, a good portion of these eight teams to be here. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, that's what makes the playoffs, like, that's why we watch, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we knew exactly who was going to win, it'd be boring. Boring, yeah. Um, but, you know, if if you're sitting there and telling me that you're surprised that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys did not win in the playoffs, then... Right. <laughs> like, like, sure, it, it's, it's a little shocking. Like, in the... Uh, the way they lost and that as when we get into the scores um it was a lot closer than like like the score makes it seem like it's a lot closer than it actually was but it wasn't like it was an absolute beat down and i loved every second of it yep <laughs> and so, we've already um, lost our cowboy fan congregation there so <laughs> well well let's be honest um most cowboy fans are probably on to the baseball season and the national hockey league they're probably not even tuning in to the divisional round Ho- yeah. hopefully hopefully there are people out there like like for me personally when when my team is eliminated i'm still a football fan yeah i'm still gonna sit there and cheer on either either great stories like like for me that i think the detroit lions is a great story yeah it, it doesn't mean i'm a detroit lions fan but i i think that's a really cool story now I, i'm a saints fan but i also think what baker mayfield is doing is a really cool story it is it's kind of a redemption him going there they got 84 million in dead cap because of tom brady and they needed to find a quarterback like Baker Mayfield looking to resurrect his career. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, like, like I don't have a horse like mm-hmm. of these, um, of these teams. It's, it's good stories I'm rooting for. CJ Stroud is a cool story. Um, you know, and, and, and we're going to get into it and we will recap, um, what we did last week and yeah and what we're going to do this week well um why don't we just get into it let let's uh talk about how we did last week uh very unusual situation because one of the sunday games we have to mention this real quick Mm -hmm. pittsburgh buffalo game got moved to monday because of a really big snowstorm that they had. So instead of the way we had the schedule originally, it ended up being two a day for three days. Right. Which, you know, if, if it would have worked out um, here in Canada for, uh, for a day off and then, and then we do watch these games that, that would have been cool. But yeah, fortunately um, I had to miss a little bit of the Buffalo game. It wasn't too bad. I'm in the West coast. So I, so it wasn't uh, overly I, bad. 
I, I had to miss a little bit of it because I had to attend a funeral. So, um, oh, so sorry to hear hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, for um, for um, them to move that game, like, what what is your um, thinking on on moving that game? I think looking back on it now, it was the right thing to do. Um, cause really who knows what the result would have been if they had played on Sunday, but I mean, for safety purposes and just cause, cause the snow was really bad. I mean, they were getting like a sure. plus of snow. So I, I, I think they made the right decision. Now, I, I don't ever remember like in, in the last, like besides in the last, five years of them moving games because of scenarios like that. Mm -hmm. Like, like I think in the old days, it would have just been like, okay, well, if, if you can't get there, then like your seat will be taken by somebody else. Yeah. Basically. And like, like I don't think the Jim Kelly Buffalo bills ever would have said, Oh yeah, we're not going to play because it snowed too much. Like, and I just think, it, it would have been a really cool visual, even though it would have been like a horrible game. Oh God, yeah. But, but like I, I do remember, like I think it was Buffalo, and it might have been a Pittsburgh game, like maybe like fifteen years ago. I think mm -hmm. Roethlisberger was playing, and I remember the visual of the O line clearing the path so the kicker could kick, and I believe it was like a six to three game because the snow was so crazy, and I still like have visualizations of that that game so i think we may have maybe got like like we could have had like a cool moment mm. even though it would have been like a horrible game at the same time so i was like kind of back and forth but you know they got the game in on monday afternoon so oh yeah so that so that's good um yeah so so what i did was um I actually moved the results to, so so it's kind of chronological here for us. Yeah. So um, because Pittsburgh was supposed to be the Sunday morning game, so I had them had them as the third game here in in the recap. So I kind of moved it to the yeah second from last. Yeah. So yeah, let's start it off. Um, I I gotta say, like I very happy with with how this turned out for me. That's all I'm gonna say. Let's let's jump into this first game, um, Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns. Who had the Texans winning by this many points? <laughs> the defense of the Cleveland Browns. I I don't really know like what happened to the defense here. It, it's a tale of two halves. The first yeah half definitely was definitely really competitive, really close, and then the second half. Houston just blew the door open. For me, the thing that surprised me the most, like I was not surprised that CJ Stroud was able to move the ball on Cleveland's D. Mm -hmm. The way Houston's defense affected Joe Flacco. Yeah. Really, I did not see that coming. Like, because the first game I think they played recently. Exactly. Like, that was the game where Amari Cooper set records. 
Joe Flacco was at 300 by halftime. So I kind of thought this was going to be this back and forth offensive game, but mm-hmm. I didn't expect um, Houston's defense, which is probably the one aspect of this game that I didn't see coming. Yeah. Was Houston's defense kind of being a huge factor here at the beginning for sure. And then uh, Houston pulled away. So, so jumping into the, the bets that we made here. Um, so if you guys didn't um, listen to last week's episode, what we did for the wildcard round was we made a pick against the spread or an over-under, and we also picked a player prop. So what I did here, I, I took Houston with the points, which was plus two, and I had C.J. Stroud as a two touchdowns or more prop. So I won both of those because Houston won the game 45 to 14. And CJ Stroud had three touchdowns in the first half. He, right. he didn't throw any. He didn't. He could have set a rookie record if he had thrown one more. He, uh, they, they kind of like, um, I, I believe all three of his touchdown passes were in the first half. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. So they kind of like maybe just ran the ball and played, uh, played control there. Yeah. So we'll jump into uh, dollar bills picks here. You you were with uh, Cleveland here minus two. Yeah, I, I bought into them. Yeah, you, you bought into them, which I could tell based on your prop. As as you uh, you put four units on Cleveland's D to force two turnovers. There were no turnovers by Cleveland in this game, and which is probably reflection of uh, of that final score. Yeah. So. I, I start off two wins. Um, I, I wagered three units and five units, respectively, on, on Houston plus two and C.J. Stroud. So that's a good start for me. You unfortunately lost both of your both your picks there with <laughs> Cleveland and uh, Cleveland D turnovers. Right. <laughs> so let's jump to the, the Saturday night game here. Um, it was the Tyreek, Tyreek Hill Bowl, we'll call it. Tyreek Hill returns to Kansas City. Crazy cold weather yeah. at Arrowhead. Um, it didn't seem to affect Kansas City as much as Miami, which mm-hmm. it which is kind of normal for for a Florida based team. Um, I I thought this was going to be so cold that they wouldn't be able to do anything. Like Patrick Mahomes is still doing basically anything he wanted here, right? Um, so jumping into the bets uh, for me, I I took the under because I wasn't sure about the point spread. Which which turned out Kansas City won twenty six to seven, so like the point spread was no issue. I, I put seven units on the under forty three, which Kansas City held Miami to seven points, so the under hits here. Seven unit victory, which was huge for me, and I also put three units on Pacheco to get a touchdown, and he got it late. So I am starting off this this playoff week very strong with four straight wins. Let's jump into your bets. You took Kansas City minus four and a half, so that was a good good pick for you. Yep. Five five units. You picked Isaiah Pacheco one hundred yards. Now I I couldn't remember if you had wrote told me it was one hundred rushing yards or one hundred all purpose. I put it in as all purpose. Okay. Unfortunately, eighty nine rushing yards. Okay. Uh... I'm like I'm like okay okay. He's all right here. I'm sure Pacheco had a couple catches. 
one catch for negative one yard. Ah. So, unfortunately, he comes in at 88 total yards. So, you you do get the five-unit win with Kansas City. But Pacheco, just one more first down, and he would have got it for you. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention real quick, um, sure. that game uh, is the most watched event, event on a streaming service ever. 23 Whoa. million people. It's the NFL. They made you do it. Well, I like, already, there was no way around it, right? I mean, I already had the cock, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you already had you already had the cock. I already had oh, the this cock. is that same stupid thing you gotta watch wrestling on. <laughs> Man. Okay. Um, yeah, so in Canada it's on uh TSN, which is basically our ESPN. Right. It's the it's called the Sports Network. It's Canada's version of ESPN. So we had it on three ESPN channels. It was on or on TSN, it was on the TSN app, it was on another sports channel. And I'm I'm like looking at Twitter and seeing all these um, people in the U.S. just complaining about this whole thing. <laughs> Maybe it's not so cracked up to be, eh? Mm. Doing this streaming service now. Okay, sure. It, it it's a great thing to say that it's the most streamed event ever. Yeah. But you had to stream it. You did to watch it in the United States. Unless you lived in the Kansas City or Miami area. That was the exception. Right. Yeah, then so if it was a local game, then you could watch it on on NBC. Yeah. I believe is the channel. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of uh of you know big companies like that just kind of taking over and making us do things. Mm-hmm. Now, like like Amazon's kind of doing that. They're talking about Amazon is talking about um, getting into the hockey as well, where there'd be a, a night where, where Amazon would stream hockey and then you wouldn't be able to watch anywhere else. Let's get Amazon. You, most people have Amazon. Yeah. I'm sure that most people have Peacock in the United States. So probably not a huge, huge deal. Right. Did, did you hear the story of uh, Chiefs and Dolphins players kind of – like sending out passwords and stuff, so so fans could watch the game. No, so they didn't I have didn't. To buy Peacock. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of a cool cool thing because I don't know if it's like Netflix and you can share your information and anybody can watch. I don't know how, how if it works that way or not. Still, still a pretty cool, um, pretty cool game, even though Chiefs kind of pulled away. Yeah. Um. Obviously, kind of what I was thinking in when we were previewing this game is, uh. Tua's record when it's 70 degrees and colder, it's not a good record. Mm-hmm. He's he's a warm weather kind of probably would do better when, if you're playing in a dome. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, Miami in, uh, in the offseason. But I guess we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Okay, so you know, yeah, we went through the the props and the and the wins there mm-hmm. for us. Okay, so let's jump oh, into. Let, let, let's go to the best result of Sunday. Oh, this might be the best result of the season. And 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 I just want to say real quick, we talked on air <laughs> on Sunday, and we were both like, "We will gladly take this loss." <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Yeah, you, you, you speak for yourself here because downtown 
has Green Bay plus seven here for three units. So I will take this victory. <laughs> Green Bay plus seven wins the game 48 to 32. Now, this game was like Dallas had, I think they got an onside kick and they got like 16 points straight when Green Bay was just sitting back. Yeah. Like, this should have been 48 to 10. And somehow, somehow, Big Mike still is employed by the Cowboys. They, Green oh. Bay basically won the game on the first drive. Yep. They, they came all the way back. down, touchdown. Aaron, Aaron Jones decided that he was beating the Cowboys on yeah. that drive. Like, I think he had seven or eight yards of carry on that first drive. And you go nearly eight minutes. On the first drive of the game. Yeah. Jordan Love looked like Patrick Mahomes in that game. Mm-hmm. Throwing out the back of his foot, very accurate, not making mistakes. The opposite of the other quarterback in the game. Yeah. Which I, I'm i not going to shit on Dak Prescott because I think he's a good quarterback. Right. I just don't think he's the quarterback for this team. I, I think it's just too much pressure. It's like I, I had the same opinion on Tony Romo. Like I always thought Tony Romo was a decent quarterback. But I just don't think like being in that market and that pressure with that owner mm-hmm. and and you know, all the struggles that they've had once like they have good seasons and they lose in the playoffs or you know, like like they did beat Tampa Bay last year, but Tampa Bay was a shell of flair. Oh my Their god, Super they were such a shell. Like Dallas went in there, big win, sure. And like I'm listening to Michael Irvin on Sunday morning because the Buffalo game was postponed, so mm-hmm. I'm just listening to to that um, NFL Network, and he's saying there's no pressure on Dak now. He's He's already won in the playoffs. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. All the Dallas fans, <laughs> they're, they're, they're just thinking about San Francisco. Yeah. They're happy that Philly screwed up so they get the second seed. They don't have to face San Francisco until the NFC Championship. This is what I heard from Dallas fans. I'm like, the team that has given you a hard time in the past. I know Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore. But you should not be overlooking a seventh seed that is the youngest playoff team in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Do and, not overlook a team that has nothing to lose. And and I saw a stat. Uh, I, I think it was either before or after the game. Ever since AT and T Stadium has opened, Green <laughs> Bay a better player is friend. undefeated in that stadium. Green Bay's never lost in that stadium. They have a better record than the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs at that stadium. Yes. You know who else has a has more wins in in the playoffs? Oh boy. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Tide. <laughs> Nick Saban has a better record. He hasn't coached in the NFL in 20 years. Got a better record. <laughs> but you know we will we love to shit on the cowboys because oh, everybody does God, yes so 
um, yeah, there's no tears here for, for Dak and and Mike McCarthy. And uh, Mike McCarthy's still there because um, he's got know, one Jerry, year left on his contract. Well, J- Jerry Jones, like, like he needs the the guy that he can uh, pull the strings. So people say Bill Belichick's going to Dallas. I'm like, no, there's no way that's happening. And now because, it's looking like he's going to Atlanta. Which, yeah, I could see. Yeah, he's got the second interview there. Um, there was rumors um, that came out today that Andy Reid could be retiring. I I have heard that, too. I I threw out this scenario on our group chat. I want to see what you think of this. Okay. What would you think of Bill Belichick taking over that Kansas City team? Oh, my God. Andy Reid retires, and you can just bring in Belichick? That, with that defense and that quarterback, he wants to break the, the record, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a better team? If, if there's a coaching opportunity in Kansas City? Probably not. Do you think like Belichick would just sit there and go, you know what, I'm going to wait with this Atlanta thing. Right. Because, sure, sure, Atlanta's drafted some nice offensive weapons in the last three drafts. Mm-hmm. That haven't been used properly. But does Bill Belichick turn that Atlanta Falcons team into a winner? Mm-hmm. Just by going there? No. I don't think so. No. Like, he needs a quarterback first. So, now... Now this was all hearsay rumors about Andy Reid. If, if Andy Reid exactly, retired. we haven't heard. But if I'm Bill Belichick and I'm seeing this stuff out there, like if Kansas City doesn't get the job done this week, and and Andy Reid does hang it up, that is definitely the number one job in in the NFL, no doubt about it. Yeah. So well, uh, why, why don't you why don't you tell <laughs> me? Why don't you tell everyone how bad I did on this Dallas game? Oh, sure. Well, let me um, let me recap what, what my bet was here first. Yeah. So I had Green Bay plus seven, which three units, which I got. And I also had CeeDee Lamb to have 100 receiving yards. He ended up with nine catches, 110 yards. So I got okay. two wins there. Very happy with that. Mm-hmm. That was seven units. I thought CeeDee Lamb would be the focal point of the offense. It took them about three quarters to get going. Yeah. Don't know what was going on with that connection with Dak, and so you um you had um over fifty point five, which okay. Green Bay nearly got by itself. Okay, I'll I'll take that. Five units, nice win. Um, you did have five units on the prop of a Dallas defensive touchdown, which there was no turnovers by the Packers in this game. So mm. unfortunately. Mm. That did not happen for you. Nope. So so it's kind of like a push. You won five units and you lost five units. Exactly. So not too bad. Okay, so and then the Sunday night game. And we had some now we had the prospect of having these phenomenal storylines. Yeah. There was a lot of blowouts. This game, however, lived up to its billing. Yes, it did. The Detroit Lions versus the Los Angeles Rams. Dollar Bill, I don't know if you know this, but they kind of made a big trade about four years ago. You know, I I thought I heard something about that. So, 
the throw-in quarterback gets the big win over the guy that didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Now, the controversy here, which I'm curious about your opinion on this, the Detroit Lions fans booed Matthew Stafford. Now, my opinion is he requested the trade. The Lions franchise wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Calvin Johnson was gone. Stafford saw the writing on the wall. I got to get out of here. I want to win Super Bowl. So he gets the trade to LA. He wins the Super Bowl his first year there. Mm -hmm. I think the Lions fans got every right to boo him. Uh, Now, now, sure, he went to war for for that team. And he he played with many injuries. So like I kind of see both sides. Mm-hmm. And in, in our in our group chat, there's a few guys that definitely do not agree with my sentiment on that. But for for me, I, I think they got every right to boo him. Yeah, I Requesting mean the trade and then and then now now the Lions get their first playoff win against him. Mm-hmm. It's just that makes just, it bittersweet. Yeah, it's kind of a cool story. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, <laughs> this was um, two losses for me. I had Detroit minus three. They win the game by one point. Mm-hmm. And my prop was uh, I thought Goff would have a big game. He had uh, Jared Goff three touchdowns. He only had the one touchdown pass. So, but I only put three units on the, on the score and two units on the prop. So, oh, not awful. You had six units on Detroit minus three. So you lost that as well. Mm-hmm. And your prop was Matthew Stafford, one interceptions, and he had zero interceptions. Damn. That was first three units. So that's nine units in that game that you unfortunately did not win. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now let's uh, let, let's jump to the game that was um, postponed. Exactly. Buffalo Bills uh, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I didn't give uh, Pittsburgh um, too much of a chance here. Um, I didn't like the overrun. I, I, I mean, I didn't like the point spread, which mm-hmm. was uh, 9.5. Buffalo wins by two touchdowns, 31 to 17. Right. I had... Now, the over-under is 33.5. I thought that was a very low over-under. Turns out I was right. Buffalo wins 31 to 17. I hit the over seven units on that one. Now, the prop, <laughs> I had Josh Allen to throw an interception. He actually did not have an interception, which is kind of odd because he that's kind of what he does. He throws three touchdowns and he has an interception. That's kind of his, his thing. Yeah. So I had three units there. Um, yeah, so I lost that one. Let's jump to you here. Oh man, I got some more bad news for you, unfortunately. Pittsburgh plus nine, four units. They won by 14. Mm. <sighs> Pittsburgh, um, they were close for a while here. Like, like Buffalo got up to, to that 21 nothing lead. Pittsburgh started coming back. If if TJ Watt was in this game, I think it would have been a lot closer. Right. 
you had Pittsburgh plus nine for four units. That was a loss. And you had Buffalo's defense, three sacks. I don't think they got one sack in this game. I, I might need to verify that because that seems crazy. Let me check on that for you. Like, I know it's not three sacks when I, when I did the, the check the scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one sack. Pittsburgh actually uh, actually had two. So they only allowed one sack. So fortunately, that was, that was another loss for a dollar bill. You can make up some uh, ground here this week, my friend. Yeah, I do. Okay, let's jump to uh, the final game. Now, if you guys listened to last week's episode, I really hope you did because it was a good one. I, I don't know if you remember this uh, dollar bill, but I thought it was a travesty that the Philadelphia Eagles were favored in this game. Yeah. The Eagles were 1-5 in, in their last six. Tampa Bay was 5-1 in their last six. Who wins in the playoffs, Bill? Is it is it teams on hot streaks or teams that are on losing streaks? Last I checked, it was teams on hot streaks. Exactly. Tampa Bay plus three. They won the game 32 to nine. It was an absolute detail. The NFC East just got destroyed. And yeah, being sure a Washington. Did. Being a Washington fan, I'm sure it did not hurt your feelings. Not one bit. <laughs> so you're watching the Cowboys get absolutely dismantled, probably losing it. Oh, my dad! Then, I, we we could have we could have celebrated you know, all night if we wanted to. You could pop the champagne and you know that hang hang a banner Who for the collapse. Of the we got we got like a 24 pack of Miller Lite in the fridge in the there, garage. There, there, open there you go. <laughs> there you go. Miller Lite. That's good stuff. Um, and then, and then the next day, the team that was supposed to win the Super Bowl, they get destroyed by the the laughingstock division winner. And they don't know how to so, throw, or they don't know how to tackle. Philly does. No, yeah, that that is. I'm glad you brought that up. That was basically one of the most noticeable things. Is I I think. I, I at halftime they were close to setting a record mm-hmm. for most yards after catch, which is basically most tackle missed tackles. Yeah. In the, in the NFL. So yeah, it was a big uh, big win by Tampa. I, I I had plus three here for four units. Um I really thought Mike Evans would be would contribute more. So I had Mike Evans touchdown for six units. He uh he only had three catches for forty eight yards. With no touchdowns, so I, I didn't win that, fortunately. Um, you had Philly minus three. Why? Three units. Why? Loss. And the prop hurts two passing touchdowns. Nope. The Eagles didn't even – did they get a touchdown? They did, but I think it was a running touchdown. Because they got nine. Did they go for two? They tried to yes, go for were. two, but they got right. They, they tried that stupid play 
the tush push, which I would rather than call it the brotherly shove. I think that's a better name. Right. Um, and Vita Vea stopped it like he did earlier in the season. Um, yes, I remember they got the extra point and then there was a penalty. So they decided to go for two to make it 11. I don't know how that would have really changed anything. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So the Eagles suck. The Cowboys suck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, your your picks weren't great. No, they weren't. So to recap, so we'll go with yours first here. Um, when the week began, you had 82 units doing very well. You wagered 49. You won 20 units out of out of that. Oh, okay. So that brings your total to 53 units. Mm. So kind of a down weight for sure, but it doesn't mean that you're out of it by any means. Right. So your total um, for this week is 53. And like I said before, you can go into the negatives. It's all good. Okay. So let's talk about downtown. Started the week with 58. I wagered 53. Like we're we're talking like I gotta I gotta get a loan from grandma here. Right. <laughs> if I don't win. Obviously that's a joke. Camp there are gambling problems. This is for fun. Okay, so that would have put me at five five units when I'd lost everything. I won seventy-eight units. Good lord. I had a phenomenal week. It was very it it was very well deserved, I think, because I've had some like bad beats this season. Yeah, you have. So that so that puts me up to uh, a total of eighty three now. So I take the lead by thirty. You were destroying me there for the last part of the season. I thought I was going to have to wait till the till we started doing more NHL to catch up here. <laughs> but here we go. All right. So I'm excited for this week. And like, I always enjoy doing the recaps, even if I don't have a good week. Right. But but that was a little bit more fun this time. The Cowboys get destroyed. Downtown has a good week. Could could it get sweeter? We're about to find out. Let's go. So uh, we got four games. They're all interesting in their own way. Definitely. We will... Begin with the Saturday games. Uh, we'll start with the Texans at the Ravens. Baltimore is a nine and a half point favorite. The over under for this is 43 and a half. Okay. What's what's up with Houston always having to play on the Saturday? Like, I swear they're always the Saturday game. It's like the third Saturday in a row. Yeah, like even like when JJ Watt was the focal point of that team, they always seemed when they made the playoffs, they were always on the Saturday. Maybe they don't feel like they're worthy to be Sunday. Okay, let me throw a wrestling analogy at you. Okay. Is the Saturday, first Saturday game in the playoffs the equivalent of the second match at WrestleMania? 
unless it's a very important match, I would say yes. Because usually, the two, like I've, I've heard on podcasts and wrestling, the two slots you want is either the last match at WrestleMania or the first. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I, I just thought I'd throw that at you. Okay. Um, nine and a half points seems like a lot. It does. I'm going to take... I, I do think Baltimore will will pull this off, but I'm going to take Houston plus nine and a half for um, for five units. And my prop, let me think about this one. I think I will go with um, Lamar Jackson. Over 45 and a half rushing yards. Mm. And I also put five units on that. Okay. I, I, I do think um, Houston, the way they played against Joe Flacco was they, they had a nice rush with their edge rushers. Um, I think Lamar will be able to kind of scramble away from that, mm-hmm. and and he will get some yards that way. But but I I do think this game will be a little bit closer than the experts predict. Yeah, but I do have Baltimore moving on, just not by ten points. So, with Lamar Jackson, do you know what his career postseason record is? I, well, I don't know the whole record, but I know he only has one playoff win. He's one in three in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing that out. Yeah. They had to make Baltimore <laughs> a tough decision two weeks ago by resting their players against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Although the, although in their defense. That weather was really nasty, so so I don't blame them for that. Yeah. The last time they did that, they got beat in this yep. round of the playoffs. Yeah. They are banged up as well. Mark Andrews, you know, tried to practice this week. He's not going to be playing. There's a couple players that are probably game-time decisions. And I think it's the same with Houston. Here's the difference. These two played week one of the regular season. That was back in September. A team can change in four months. Houston changed from that week one game to where we are now. If I am allowed one crazy upset pick this whole (laughs) postseason, I really think the Texans are going to beat the Ravens. Like outright. Outright. You have them moving on? Yes. Oh, man, that would be I don't. And and, and I'm going to say this. I like the pick. I do. I don't think the Ravens are as good as everyone makes them out to be. I've always felt that way. And even the game on Christmas night, 
yeah, it was against San Francisco, but they did the same thing to Detroit. They did the same thing to Seattle, but I just can't buy into them for some reason. So I'm going to wager five units on Houston plus nine and a half. And my prop bet is going to be Nico Collins, a hundred all-purpose yards for the game. He has been Stroud's number one weapon these last few weeks. Nico Collins, 100 total yards, all-purpose. Okay. Is that five units as well? Uh, I'm going to make that one four. Four units? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? Like, I can see Houston kind of acting like Green Bay here. Like, we have nothing to lose. But that moment could get into the rookie's head, too. Right. To go, like, you could have C.J. Stroud in the AFC Championship if he wins this game. Like, he might start thinking about that. But if he just plays loose and he throws the ball, now now being on, on outside in Baltimore's January weather, could affect mm. Houston's offense. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We will. Okay. If you start uh, off the next one. Yes, I do. And the next one, Packers at the 49ers. <laughs> 49ers, nine and a half point favorite. The over. There's a, there's a pattern here. Yeah. No the- love for the wild card teams. Over under is 50 and a half on this one. Okay. Green Bay just outplayed Dallas in every aspect of the game. They just did. They prepared better. They executed better. They just did everything better. Now you're going to play the 49ers. 49ers are not Dallas. No. We talked about this last week on the JC and Bill Sportscast. Kyle Shanahan is going to have this team prepared and ready to go. I can't see San Francisco losing this game. I really can't. However, that nine and a half is a little disrespectful to Green Bay. So... I'm going to wager four units, Green Bay plus nine and a half. I think it's going to be a little bit of a closer game. My prop bet is that the San Francisco defense will get three sacks during the game. That I will wager five units. All right. Yeah, I like those. uh... I like your prop pick. Okay, so what what is your um, opinion on former coordinators facing the guy that kind of brought them up? I think because, it could be fun. Because Kyle Shanahan has a very good record against uh, Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Um, but LaFleur kind of learned under them. Their offenses are very similar. 
Mm-hmm. This could this could help both teams. Yeah, I think it's going to help San Francisco. I I I don't think this game's going to be close at all. I, I'm all in on San Francisco minus nine and a half. I'm gonna put ten units on that. Whoa. I I think this could be like a thirty-eight to ten type score. Green Green Bay, they won their big game that they didn't expect to win. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of had that game in a bag at halftime. They did. Um. So. I'm not saying they're not going to get up for this game. Obviously, they are. They have a chance to go to the NFC Championship. But I, I just think San Francisco is going to overpower them in in pretty much every aspect. Mm-hmm. And my prop, and my prop is uh, I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey get over 100 all-purpose yards. Okay. I'm also putting 10 units on that. Wow. Yes. One one screen pass that could be 75 right there. Yeah. I think that's an easy bet. All right, now we go to the Sunday games, and we start with the Buccaneers at the Lions. Boy, I wonder who had that one. <laughs> like like we all predicted. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you said that. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many ladies. Gentlemen. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope there's a couple. I don't ladies. know how many gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many gentlemen either. This deranged sports fans either Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff is about to be in the NFC championship yeah and I'm excited personally I think it would be cool having the Lions versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because then it's Eminem versus Taylor Swift mm. <laughs> think of the think of the music think of the music that can happen but what well, we'll get into that later. I'm very. I, I think this could be a fun game. Now, what what's the point spread here for uh, for Detroit and uh, Tampa? Detroit is a six point favorite. Six point. Okay, so a touchdown. They're they're giving Tampa a little bit of credit. Mm. I I wouldn't have been surprised if Detroit had the same kind of um, love from Vegas that um, Baltimore and San Francisco have. I, I, I'm in on Detroit here, man. Minus six, Detroit minus six. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be overly close. I'm going to put seven units on on Detroit minus six. And for the prop, I think now last week David Montgomery had a big game. He did. I think it's time for running back number two to kind of show up here. Now, this Detroit Lions offense reminds me a lot of the New Orleans Saints boat mm. from about seven years ago when mm. Dan Campbell worked for under Sean Payton. They had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs is Detroit Lions Alvin Kamara. I'm going to say Jameer Gibbs, two touchdowns, two anytime touchdowns. Doesn't have to be rushing, just anytime. Okay. I'm going to unit, put three units on that. Okay. You know, it's kind of weird. 
and I don't try to get into like political stuff when I'm reading sports stuff in any ways. But I saw real quick a lot of like stuff on Facebook talking about how Jamel Hill has been quiet since the Lions won their playoff game because apparently she made a statement at the time when the Lions hired Dan Campbell that they hired him because of the color of his skin. Cool. Um, okay. Of course, if you don't know, <laughs> Jamel Hill is a bitch. <laughs> she just is always been that way even when she was on espn oh don't sugarcoat don't sugarcoat it tell us how you really feel she's a bitch <laughs> okay so yeah so she she expected because dan campbell's well because dan campbell's a white guy he got hired yeah okay all right and she thought oh this is a bad you know decision by the organization blah blah blah, blah. look Sure. I believe in equality. I really do. I, I believe everyone should be given a fair chance. Look at Todd Bowles, yes. head coach of the Buccaneers. Yeah. Look, look, look at look at uh what, what what's the coach of the Texans? Ryan. Demetrius Ryan's yeah. yeah. Look at how they've done. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It's yeah, but my my thinking with that is. D'Amico Ryan's is a good coach because he's a good coach, not because exactly. he's black. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. They are good um, coaches. Thank now, you. Now, it's a controversial topic with the Rooney rule and everything. Um, hopefully, we get to a point where we don't have to talk about the color of somebody's skin. We just go, hey, this guy's a good coach. Thank you. Not, Thank not you. because he's black, not because he's white, not because he's Asian. Because, because he's a good coach. coach. Or she. Now, I, I think we will have yeah. a female head coach at some point. So we will. If and like like Flores from uh from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And he he's suing the NFL. Like, is he does he it, like I think he's saying he's not getting head coaching opportunities because he's black, which I really hope that's not true. I hope not either. Um, he's a he was a good coach in Miami. He just didn't work out. I think he's going to end up probably going with Bill Belichick somewhere. So what I'm getting at is so. Jamel Hill, shut up! Nobody wants to hear your shit anymore. Yeah, you're that's a bitch, what I'm man. getting. <laughs> now to the game itself. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking. No, about. you know what? No, here's the thing. <laughs> Because when they when she had the six o'clock sports center with Michael A. Smith, I yeah. never watched it. I like Michael A. Smith. I think he's good. I can't stand Jamel Hill. You didn't watch it because she was on it. Yes. We gotta tag her. Okay, so when we share this on Twitter, like we usually do, I mean X. Sorry, sorry, people on X. We we need to tag her. Oh, and I really hope she hears this. Oh Lord. She was like, why am I tagged in this gambling podcast? I should yeah. listen to it. And she just gets ripped apart. <laughs> but stuff. anyway, 
anyway. Where are you going with this bet? I'm excited. No, I'm, I'm getting to the bet. I just had to say that. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm actually okay, cool. looking forward to this game. I think of the four, this is the most fun of the four. Because it's probably going to be one of those crazy games where anything and everything that can happen will happen. Yeah, possibly. But there's something about this Detroit team that I love. Like, th- th- you saw the arena shake Sunday night. When is the last, when is the last time you saw a an indoor stadium shake? The LA Rams players said it was the loudest they've ever heard, mm-hmm. and they're in the same division as the Seahawks. Yeah, which everybody between the Kansas City Arrowhead and Seattle Stadium says that's the loudest. So for them to acknowledge that they haven't heard anything that loud in their lives when they play a team once a year that's supposed to have the loudest fans—that's something. 133 decibels. Nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. So I said, and I'm going to repeat this one more time because I don't know if I'll get another chance to say this. I said, (laughs) I said (laughs) in the preseason, the Detroit Lions were going to be in the NFC championship game. I am sticking sticking (laughs) to my word. I'm going to take the Lions minus six. Uh, I'm going to go six units on that one. And my prop bet. I'm going to say Amon Ross St. Brown gets two touchdowns. And that'll two? be wow. four units. All right. Two touchdowns? Mm-hmm. For four units. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you did. You did pick the Lions. Go to the NFC Championship. Which, like, we we all knew they were going to take steps. Yeah. I wasn't a huge believer on on the Lions. I admitted that I was wrong about that. And it's it's a really exciting story. It is. When, when, like, like when a team's been bad forever, you kind of root for them. Mm-hmm. You, you want good things for these fans. Like... Wait, you saw that that guy in the crowd. He's been Fine. a freaking season ticket holder for 66 years. Oh, my God, yeah. 66 he, years. I, did they say he was at the game in 1957 when they I think won? they. I think they did say that. <laughs> I was in there. I was like, my mom was one years old. My parents. <laughs> what happened? My parents were 10. <laughs> Not to age my uh, my my mom or anything, but like that was a long time ago. <laughs> like holy Jesus! But yeah, the, yeah, the, the so. Detroit fans they they deserve the moment last week, and and I hope they get another moment this week. Yeah, they um, and like if I'm wrong about San Francisco, a Green Bay Detroit NFC Championship would wow. just be. Off the rails. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I don't know if you remember Thanksgiving, but Jordan Love went in there. Yep. And beat them. 
Yep. And that was his coming out party for me. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, you know, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, it's all he hears. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of this Jordan Love kid. Now, I, I think running into the buzzsaw in San Francisco is going to derail that. But there are – they kind of remind me of the Green Bay team that Aaron Rodgers brought to the All the way Bowl. to the Super Bowl. Like, all the years Green Bay had great records and they had home games at Lambeau, they didn't do nothing with them with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The year they won the Super Bowl, they were the last seed. They had to beat all these top teams in domes and warm weather places. Very similar. So, guess we'll yeah. have to see what happens here. I was just thinking about real quick, and then we're going to get to our final game. Um, with that Packers team, the the famous quote that Charles Woodson said after they beat the Bears to go to the Super Bowl, where it was. If Obama's not going to come to us, we're going to go to him. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, how crazy would that be? Like, like you just said that Green Bay beat the Bears the to go Bear. to the Super Bowl. Green yes, Bay could folks. beat the Lions to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, folks. Jay Cutler almost got to a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Jay Cutler might be the greatest Bear quarterback of all time, so. I I, I I don't think um, Jay Cutler really gets the credit of his actual talent. Sure, like he probably didn't take everything seriously, and I think that's where people don't like him. I'll I'll, I'll take my Jim McMahon any day of the week. <laughs> well, but that's another story. I, I see. I I didn't see Jim McMahon play. Like I can watch highlights on YouTube and then kind of make an opinion on him. Yeah. If he had stayed healthy, that's the thing. If yeah, if he hadn't been injured, he probably had been the greatest bear player. But sure. All right. Now, final game. We've saved the best for last. Because this is gonna be the game. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Chiefs at Bills. Buffalo's a two and a half point favorite. The over-under is 45 and a half. So I will take this one to start. This is it. This is the moment that can define Patrick Mahomes' legacy. We know how great he is in the playoffs, on, at home, in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's never played a road playoff game until this coming Sunday. If he goes into a hostile environment and Buffalo is a hostile environment <laughs> and he can beat the Bills, then I, I, I truly believe I truly believe the debate can begin of putting Mahomes in the discussion of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, he's already there, but I think if he's able to do what could happen, he'll be like top, you know, top tier, as the kids say today. <laughs> sure. However, Buffalo has won six in a row. Remember, 
a couple weeks ago, they showed that stat. When they went into that game against Kansas City, they had a 6% chance to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now they're one game away from the AFC title. Th- this game has all the storylines, all the makings of an all-time classic. The two they played at Kansas City are considered two of the greatest games ever played. But this game's at Buffalo. The key to me is this. Kansas City does not have a reliable wide receiver. I know Rice has come into his own. He's become very good. But I think at some point, you're going to be trusting too much into this kid. I think the pressure is going to be on him, just like you kind of thought maybe it would be with Stroud. Buffalo, the, the fans aren't going to let them down. They they just won't. And we could say everything we want to say. I got Buffalo minus two and a half. I'm going to go five units on that. And my prop bet. My prop bet is Stefan Diggs will have a touchdown. And I'm going to wager five units on that. Okay. So you got Buffalo. Yep. Okay. This is... This is the Super Bowl champions that you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. This is the next dynasty. This is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the second best defense in the NFL against a quarterback that can be the best quarterback in the NFL and then a quarterback that questions himself. How good is he and how bad does he want to win? Josh Allen is going to get in his head in this game and he's going to make a crucial mistake. Kansas City is going into Buffalo and is leaving with a victory. Give me Kansas City plus two and a half. Ten units. Oh. I am all in on the Chiefs here. This is a defense. This could be a cold weather game. Minus ten, I believe, at kickoff. I I I, I think the I, last, don't, I think the I don't agree with um Wait, with your take on Rasheed Rice, I believe he is he is that target now. Travis Kelsey has definitely had a down year, and he's been all in the news with his relationship. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a big game. I think it's going to come down to that. If you give me Patrick Mahomes and points in the playoffs... 
I know he's he's going on the road for the first time. The reason why he hasn't had to go on the road because he's been the best quarterback in the NFL since he started. I definitely think the GOAT comparison is is starting. If he had beaten if he had beaten Tom Brady in that Super Bowl, the COVID Super Bowl, mm-hmm. without without crowd noise, people would be referring to him as the GOAT already, in my opinion. I I think Kansas City's gonna win this and I think it's not gonna be I, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a blow up. But I could see them winning this by a couple touchdowns. I really do. Josh Allen has tried everything to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I think there will be a crucial time in the game. And I think Josh Allen's going to make that costly mistake. I really do. So I'm taking Kansas City plus two and a half for 10 units. And for my prop bet, is Patrick Mahomes over 30 rushing yards. Hmm. He is quietly a very good scrambler. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't give him a lot of credit for that. But he's he's very good at, um, like, when the edge rushers are coming at him, at just stepping up and kind of, like, running away from from defenders like it seems like he's going in slow motion but he ends up getting 15 to 20 yards here and there a couple times so so i i'm going to put um i'm going to put 10 units on um over 30 rushing yards as well and it would be a great story for the buffalo bills if they can finally get over this hurdle to get to the next hurdle. Right. I just, I think that it, it's like one of those things where you can't get over that hump. It's very similar. Now, now you'll um, understand this one. Alexander Ovechkin yep. could not be. As hockey. soon as you said it, I knew you were going that route. I'm Canadian. I got to talk hockey. Okay. As soon as Ovechkin beat Sidney Crosby in the playoffs. Okay, so so this is my opinion. Okay, if Buffalo beats the Chiefs this week, Buffalo's winning the Super Bowl. No one's stopping them. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's very similar to that situation where once once Ovi got past Sid, nobody was stopping them after that. It's such a huge hurdle. Now, Buffalo has beat Kansas City in the regular season. I yeah. think they have a better record versus the Chiefs mm. in the regular season. They do. But when the games matter, they've all been in Arrowhead because the Chiefs having a better record. Mahomes and the Chiefs just happen to beat the Bills in that situation. Yeah. Some teams match up better. Like the Bengals used to beat the Chiefs a lot. It's just... It's kind of hard to explain, but that's kind of what would happen. So, I hope I hope we got some good games this week. But if you give me the if you give me the homes and points in the playoffs, I'm like, okay, 
Let's go. Can can I tell um, a, a, a story? I've never told you this story, but I, I kind of want to tell this story because you brought up good memories for me of that run of the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals. And I, I kind of want to end this on a good note and not have people leaving, you know, a bad taste because of my rant on Jamel Hill. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so as you guys know, I, I lived in Maryland pretty much my entire life until a year and a half ago. It's the night of game seven with Tampa. Me and my sister. This, this is how fortunate we've been in our lives. We <laughs> went up the street to my sister's house with her kids for dinner. Okay. It, it wasn't planned. It was one of those like, hey, this house is for sale. You know, and, but anyway. Oh, you went up the street to where she lived. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Again, that was never planned. It just happened. Yeah. So okay. I tell my oldest nephew about how big of a deal this game is because the last time the Cavs had been at this point had been 20 years prior Mm -hmm. when they had that impossible run to the Stanley cup finals against the red wings. Right. I never to this day have forgotten the words JT told me and he's trying to think here. Eight, eight and a half at this point. So he says to me and my sisters, just the fact that the Capitals got here after 20 years is an accomplishment, is an achievement. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm thinking to myself, kid, I love you. But you have no idea how big of a deal this is tonight. Exactly. And then within like a minute of the start of the game, Ovechkin gets that slap shot goal. And they yep. pretty much won that game on that shot. So Yep. <laughs> that funny. that sounds like that sounds like a kid that hasn't had any sports heartbreak in his life. <laughs> uh, Just getting there. Cause this since we're talking hockey, like I'm a Calgary Flames fan, and they right. got to Game 7 of the finals in 2004 when I was 21 years old. And that was a good series, too. I remember that one. That was a great – it was a great series. They ended up losing Game 7 2-1. to one. And, like, I was saying to my friends, I'm like, you know what? I, I kind of wish we lost 15 nothing tonight because to be that close and to, and to not – like you get 15 wins and you need 16 to win to win the cup. One loss away or one win away. So yeah, you, you need to have some sports heartbreak to really get passionate about it. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and, I, and we've all had it. We've all had it with our teams and that's why we watch the games and, and we get into it. And it's like, like he hadn't really only gotten into sports yet at that point. It, it would be maybe like another year or so with the Nationals run to the World Series. That's kind of what pretty much got him into everything. You know? And, and that one was kind of a Cinderella type run, right? Oh my god. I don't think anyone expected Washington to win the World Series when the, when the season started, by any means. I will tell you, so. and I'm going to tell everyone, 
the moment that changed the entire season for the Nationals that year. And, and I will stand on my soapbox till the day I die for when I, that moment, the one moment. It's middle of the season, and they're doing batting practice at home. Sure, this is still when the National League allowed pitchers to bat. So Scherzer's doing batting practice. He hits the ball. Ball hits him square in the face. He's got a broken nose. It looks bad. And he's supposed to pitch the next night. Hey, you don't need your nose to pitch. <laughs> so Just I'm put like, a, so put I'm a Band-Aid like, on it. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, Dad, we, I'm, I'm watching this game with you because they're, you know, with base. The, the one thing with baseball <clears throat> that I absolutely love about baseball is the fact that you could skip a couple games during the season, and it won't really affect you mentally. Yeah. But that night, I had to watch that game. And I, I swear, from that night on, I referred to Max Scherzer as the Terminator. This <laughs> dude could not be stopped. Like yep. you, you need guys you, like that to win. You could have blasted a cannon, and it could have blown his head off. And he still would have come out the pitch the next night to throw a shutout. You don't need your head to throw a pitch. <laughs> but but look it up. Look well, it up on YouTube. The, will that do. batting practice, and then he comes out that next night to pitch, and he kills the Marlins. And it's like that's yep. the moment that changes the whole season. And then and that's what you need. You need that warrior. So so it'll be fun to figure out who's going to be those players in these games this weekend. Mm-hmm. But before we, uh, before we go, yes, we do have to remind you that if you do have a gambling problem, please, please reach out to your resources, your family, your friends, because this is just for fun. Mm-hmm. Just, we, you know, that's why we use the, the phrase units on actual dollars. And it's, it's it's more of just a, like a little bit of a competition and, and make make the games a little bit more interesting. So yeah, it is. That's all I can say. And we really hope you enjoyed the episode. Oh, um, divisional I, I round know. is probably the greatest weekend of the year for football. Football, absolutely. So so enjoy. Oh, real real quick, and I don't mean to cut you off. We will we will wrap this That's up okay. shortly. Uh, so I got a message from JC a couple minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. Okay. I'm just I'm going to read this to everyone because he and I we've got this running joke going, and I think you'll know it too as soon as I say it. Sure. Tomorrow is National Maple Leafs Senior Citizen Day. <laughs> yep, because you got to play early. <laughs> yep, they're playing the Canucks in Vancouver. It's a four o'clock start in Vancouver. That's so the team, the people in Toronto can watch the game and don't have to stay up too late. Every year, when they go to Vancouver, they do this. And when, every hey, year, I have so to hear they, JC complain about this. So last night, 
Toronto's playing Calgary. The game is at seven o'clock local time. Okay, they didn't they didn't play the game at five. <laughs> so so Toronto Eastern people can watch the game. For some reason, on the Saturday night, they always put that game first. Now now the Flames and Oilers are playing. Yeah, after the Canucks yeah. leaves. So. And it is hockey day in Canada tomorrow. I, I I hate that they put it on divisional round day. So, well, we're gonna have to have like multiple devices going tomorrow. My in prop, uh, in downtown Southold here. My prop bet for that game is JC will mention it on Facebook tomorrow. My prop bet is JC over ten and a half beers. <laughs> You put that now. Now you can um, you can message him and let him know that I, you know, I yeah, I'm, I'm putting ten units on JC over ten and a half. <laughs> there we go. Let's go, JC. Oh, Start early. Talk today in Canada. I, I think Winnipeg and Montreal are playing at like 11, 11 a.m. So we could start this thing with a bang. <laughs> and we will get into more NHL and NBA betting. I promise. Yes, it's we, will. we will. Play. We will. Um, yeah. probably either next week or the week after. So, yeah. Yeah. I think next week, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing the title games mm-hmm. for sure. And I almost don't want to add any more sports because those games being so huge, yeah. but there's only two games we might add. Maybe we'll do some Saturday hockey. Yeah. Saturday night hockey. There we go. All right. We're ready. Oh, okay, that, well, well, with that being said, I think we got to cut it here now. Yeah, I think we're going to end the show here. <laughs> we're have rambling. A, but have a good week, on ESPN. And Janelle, you're a bitch, just so you know. <laughs> Bye, that's, that's the best way to end the show. <sighs> you're a bitch, you're have, a bitch have, have a good week. <laughs>